If you are a conservative in Tennessee who thinks it is time that we stop feeding the rhinos in the volunteer state, you have come to the right place. This is Brandon Lewis with the Tennessee Conservative News, where we bring you the seven big stories in state government that the left-leaning liberal press and even the Republican Party will never bring you. And we're going to get into stories that have to do with expelling Democrats, sort of. That didn't last long. ETSU, uh, another government school that takes your conservative tax dollars, trying to prevent free speech about conservative ideas on campus. Governor Lee saying we must work together to impose a red flag laws and has an accomplice in Jack Johnson. Parents are demanding why scantily clad men and women are dancing in front of their children in government schools in some kind of uh, weird program. We're going to see if we can perhaps uh, check the immigration status of individuals before they vote and not uh, never in Tennessee. Could you perhaps... Imagine if we removed uh, implicit bias training, which basically convinces you that you're a racist uh, somewhere in a parallel universe, whether you are or not. Uh, if you think you are, you are. If you think you're not, you definitely are. And a bill that might allow you to have some say, some say about whether or not the government forces your children to be vaccinated without your consent. This is Brandon Lewis, again, with the TenCon Big 7 weekend update. Before we get into the story that is sucking up all of the air in the room, please do go to wherever you uh, use the old intertube and type in tennesseeconservativenews.com and hit that subscribe button. We do send out a newsletter on our email list at 11.30 a.m. every day. And of course, you can follow us on the free speech platforms like Twitter, Gab, Getter, Truth, Rumble, and MeWe. Share this broadcast wherever you can in the conservative groups and on your profile page because I kid you not, people don't know this stuff. Now, before we get into the whole Tennessee 3 story, uh, I want to talk about a few stories that have kind of surfaced here lately. One is Jack Johnson being secretly recorded telling rhino minions that they have to rebrand the term red flag law so that they can get it passed. Completely disingenuous. I mean, basically, let me tell you how to lie to your constituents 101 by Jack Johnson. Terrible. We already knew all this stuff, given the voting record. But boy, just keep the gift that keeps on giving Jack Johnson, the guy who carries the water for Bill Lee, and if Bill Lee wants a red flag, Jack Johnson's going to deliver it. Another story, kind of interesting, floating around out there. We're going to be reporting more on Jack and Cameron Sexton. And Sexton may not even live in his district anymore, according to his neighbors, from some reports. Has bought a house in Nashville, 600 grand. Not a little apartment to stay in while you're working. 600 grand has, to my understanding, enrolled his child into a Nashville private school, perhaps. We're going to reach out to him, see if we can get an answer. I mean, I thought, Cameron, that the private schools uh, were not nearly as good as the public schools that you're in charge of running. And we know, Cameron, that you've been completely and utterly against school choice for other parents in Tennessee, you know, the ones that can't afford to send their kids to swanky private school because they have not been spent uh, spent enough time jockeying and, and perhaps uh, peddling influence politically at the taxpayer's expense. And we can't have school choice, and only for Cameron Sexton. Uh, I don't know why you wouldn't send your kids to public school there in the in the center of Nashville. Why would that be? Maybe because they're terrible hellscapes. We need to help those kids get out of there. And anywhere else they're stuck, or maybe just parents don't want to be there. And then finally, secret recordings 
of the caucus squabbling about this mess here. Let's get right into it. Expelled Democrats back in the House. On Monday the 10th, the Metro Nashville Council suspended its rules immediately to nominate and approve Justin Jones to fill the District 52 seat. Now, Justin, Justin's got a great history and track record of vandalizing cop cars, trying to yank people out of cars that are probably innocent bystanders and protests. Just a real winner. Just a real winner. The kind of people that, that we want representing Tennessee in government. Amazing that the left-leaning press will not look into this gentleman's background to determine who he really is. Jones was nominated by council members Delisha Porterfield and then approved to fill the seat by a 36-0 vote. Jones was removed from his seat with a 72-5 vote along with Justin Pearson in a marathon house session last Thursday that lasted 10 hours. Representative Gloria Johnson narrowly avoided dismissal. And that's what all the squabbling at the caucus was about. Apparently, one of the members, or a few of the members, thought that the resolution brought against Gloria had false information in it about some of the things that she did or did not do. Uh, and so they, they felt uncomfortable with it. And instead of having the resolution amended, they just went on with it. You know, why let a technicality stand in the way of all this? And on Wednesday the 12th, the Shelby County Commission voted unanimously to reappoint Justin Pearson to the House seat he had been expelled from. Only seven of the Shelby, Shelby rather, County Commission's 13 members were present for Wednesday's special called meeting. And this guy, Justin Pearson, if you look at videos of him from like two or three years ago, guy looks and talks like Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Now, he looks like Malcolm X's love child. I think it is just weird how people can turn on a dime and turn into something completely different from what they are. I mean, that has to be an awkward transition. Like, it's almost like men who want to identify as women. Like, at what point do you start talking in a falsetto and putting us on the end of everything? Like, those first few weeks when you're, like, acting like that, like, does your old voice ever come back as you pretend? When you start talking like an old uh, Southern uh, uh, African-American Methodist uh, uh, preacher from 1965, when you just talk like Carlton from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, is that awkward? Is that a transition that is awkward? It has to be. And I wonder what friends and family think as that's happening. Like, wow, this guy's really committed. I think these people should be in a drama troupe instead of leading uh, our legislature would be my suggestion. Pearson and Jones were expelled from the House for violating the Chamber's rules on decorum when the two men took over the Chamber's speaking podium to protest in favor of gun control. Pearson and Jones used a megaphone to lead chants with the crowd gathered in the gallery that forced the House into a 40-minute recess. So, they should have just stripped these people of their committees relegated them to obscurity, and been done with them. Who didn't know where the authority laid to immediately put these people back in their seats with a clean record? And it looks like the Democrats were playing chess while the Republicans are playing checkers. And I've said this 
And I'll say it again. I tweeted about this, and it got lots of mileage. I wish that the Republican leadership in Nashville would stand up for the Republican primary voters the way that Democrats stand up for the Democrat primary voter. When it comes to illegal immigration, we can't get anything done, even though like 98% of Republican primary voters want to stop the taxpayer-funded education of the children of people that live in other countries, even though they want to stop the mass transportation and the housing of illegal immigrants in Tennessee, even though they want to cut off the taxpayer-funded benefits and the magnets that draw people here for employment. They absolutely positively want that when you poll them. Republicans won't even think about it. School choice. About 90-some-odd percent of parents want it because their schools suck and academic achievements in the toilet. Republicans won't even think about it. They'll make noise about it. They'll do stuff that really doesn't make a difference. When it comes to censorship and free speech, the rhinos are censoring with the incumbent protection bill that was recently passed last year with McNally and Sexton and Bill and all of them on board about this stuff. When you look at the Democrats and what they do, they believe in what they say they believe in. Republicans don't believe it for a damn minute. Not leadership. We've got a few hardcore winners. A few hardcore winners. Like Janice Bowling, Mark Pody, Brian Ritchie, Dennis Powers, Frank Nicely almost all the time, and a few others. I don't know if you leave people out. I'm sorry. Uh, Chris Todd. we got some good ones up there. We really do. But boy, oh boy, compared to the left, the thing is, this is what you get out of a Republican leadership that is completely and utterly funded by left-leaning corporate money. Go download followthemoneyreport.com. Look at it. It's amazing. Next story. ETSU becomes battleground for conservative versus leftist politics. According to our sources, student members of the conservative group at ETSU have received intimidation and threats of violence from a leftist group on campus this week on Eastern Tennessee State University's campus. The conservative coalition of ETSU and co-sponsorship with Young Americans Foundation hosted Conservative Michael Knowles of the Daily Wire prior to the event, the students in the conservative coalition group, as well as other conservative groups on campus, received intimidation and threats of violence if they chose to follow through the event. Rachel Harrington, a student who is a board member on campus and chapter of CCA, conveyed that things have been getting more hostile between the groups. And the group that is that is the most hostile is the dum da 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 Young Democratic Socialist of America. I bet that, that is an interesting meeting to be a fly on the wall. A bunch of angry people probably want handouts. Go make your own money. Make your own way. If you're waiting on the government to give you your self-esteem and your sense of worth, good luck. It all began last semester when the conservative groups hosted a viewing of Matt Walsh's What is a Woman? And more or less, all the backlash from the liberal groups, leftist groups, socialist groups, communist groups, brought more attention to it, and so they actually had a good showing. And a lot of these people, like Kyle Grover, president of the conservative coalition, has been subjected to threats and violence, etc. Well, that's what you expect when you have rhinos that consistently continue to invest conservative tax dollars in these government indoctrination centers that we call 
secondary and post-secondary education, and they won't do anything about it. Next story. Guys, listen. Mill Creek View, Tennessee podcast. Steve Abramowitz escaped his left-leaning awful state to move to Tennessee, and he is founded in a terrible condition now that he has dug a little deeper, I'm certain. And he has some fantastic interviews. Uh, he interviewed uh, a good interview. Tennessee's Attorney General Jonathan Scrimetti. You need to go look at this. Uh, Mill Creek View Podcast, Tennessee. Simon Atabaugh, Today's News, Africa's Chief White House Correspondent. And Joe Simp-Avejo. You shouldn't have some redneck trying to read these complicated names. A gentleman who is working on Ron DeSantis's bid for the presidency. Look for Mill Creek View Tennessee podcast on Rumble, Spotify, and anywhere you get your podcast. Occasionally, once a month, I get on there and we run through a few stories and have a good time. Steve is a good friend. Uh, we have so few people that will bring you the news that the left-leaning corporate media will not, and Steve is one of them. So please go support and listen to Mill Creek View Tennessee podcast. Look for it wherever you get your podcast. My buddy Steve. All right, guys. We know it. We know it. Governor Lee says Tennessee lawmakers must work together to keep firearms away from dangerous people. You can always count on Bill Lee when there is a uh, an emergency of any sort that he perceives to take a sledgehammer to your constitutional rights just like he did during COVID when he tried to shut down holiday gatherings, uh, when he said that Christians that gathered together were selfish, when he spent all the money putting up billboards, and some of them are still up, that said, face it, Tennessee, masks work, even though we knew they didn't work then. There's no medical evidence to support that they did, but rather that they didn't. And now people are like, oh, they didn't work. Well, no crap. Everyone that had a two or three brain cells to rub together said that, but this guy apparently doesn't have them. Bunch of group think. Everybody else jumped off the bridge. He jumped off too. So that the corporate medical lobby could force whatever Gestapo-style tactics down your throat you wanted, allowed the Tennessee Department of Education, or rather of Health, to push vaccination, promising that it would stop transmission, which it never did, shut down about 23% of Tennessee's small business owners, Bill Lee. So here we are again, in a disaster, in this school shooting, and instead of looking at the mental illness of transgenderism and snuffing it out any and everywhere you can, what do we need to do? Probably take away some gun rights. Here we go. Governor Bill Lee urged Republicans and Democrats of the General Assembly to work together in finding a solution to keep firearms away from dangerous people at a press conference on Tuesday. Not red flag laws, no. We don't call them red flag laws, do we, Jack Johnson? No, something else. Lee's school safety package focused on beefing up school security will implement funding to provide an armed guard for every school in the state. I'm all for that. If we got billions and millions of dollars for Bill Lee to give to his crony capitalist buddies who cook hamburgers or kneel at the national anthem or toss footballs or baseballs or, or do Green New Deal initiatives like Ford Motor Company, to get on that environmental bandwagon that leads to hell? Well, we should certainly have enough money to put an armed guard at every school. Leah's also signed an executive order that aims to strengthen background checks and will require the TBI to conduct a review of current processes for purchasing firearms in the state to report to the governor and leaders of the House and Senate within 60 days. An executive order will also require new criminal history information and mental uh, health information will be reported to the Tennessee Instant Check System, the background check system operated by TBI within 72 hours. How, how do you, how do you do that? 
we're going to send a bunch of private information of Tennessee citizens to the government, and who gets to decide when you're mentally unstable? I mean, I would think the moment you think you're a man, but you're actually a woman, you are so far removed from reality that doing something like a mass shooting and thinking that killing innocent kids and, and, and parents is a good thing. This is a mental illness that has been culturally accepted, promoted, and pushed. We don't talk about any of that. It's all gun violence, isn't it, Billy? John Harrison, or Harris, rather, the executive director of Tennessee Firearms Association, stated in response, Governor Lee appears in his public statements to express no interest at all in protecting the private mental or emotional health records of Tennessee voters, particularly when such information is irrelevant as a matter of the law to the question of whether an individual can legally purchase or possess a firearm. The right to bear arms shall not be infringed. This sounds like infringement. Lee said this will protect victims and it will hold dangerous people accountable and away from firearms and it will preserve constitutional rights at the same time the hell it will, you liar. I don't trust this guy. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. He made uh, ten big promises when he ran for office. One of them is to protect your constitutional rights. Another one was to stand firm on illegal immigration. And he put an illegal immigration center right down the road from my house, from my business here. School choice he was going to get done. Hadn't done much at all. He was going to make government smaller. He made it bigger. I could go down the list. If you lie at the beginning, you'll lie at the end, won't you? Next story. Well, there's a nice looking... Oh, man. Kind of hard to tell these days. I don't know if the women are women and the men are men or the men are women. It's, it's very difficult. You never know. Parents demand answers after Dirty Pop Party group performs at elementary school. Parents in Lebanon, Tennessee are demanding answers after a New York dance crew performed at an elementary school last week. Good old wholesome government education in Tennessee. James Lineham, along with backup dancers, took time out of his Dirty Pop Party Spring 2023 tour to appear at Sam Houston Elementary School and shake his naughty bits in front of a bunch of kids, which lawmakers continue to allow and educators think apparently is a really good idea, under the name Vital Dance Crew, and perform songs that left some children feeling uncomfortable and parents wondering why they received no notification of the event. Parents report that the children came home saying the dancing was inappropriate with girls acting sexy, quote-unquote, and identified the group who had performed as J-Line Music. Upon looking at J-Line's social media presence, many parents found that the group does not align with their values. One parent said, My main concern is what kind of screening was done prior to letting these people into the school filled with children regardless of the topic. According to parents, if a Christian organization had decided to want to do something, there would have had to be 5,000 permission slips signed. Two weeks ago, a school uh, in Missouri canceled the final two scheduled performances by the group after complaints from parents. Lineham allegedly told students to follow him on Instagram and Twitter, and students were looking at inappropriate photos before the assembly was even over. Hey kids, go look at my social media account where I'm trying to expose the lower parts of my groin with pictures. Great! That's what we need more of. Can't read, write, do math, or anything basic. Customer service is in the tank. Board members won't listen to parents, but by God, we can get we can get you a bunch of scantily clad dancers in front of these kids. That'll probably help them out real good. All right, guys. Woo, it is a David and Goliath fight. So here's a few Republicans 
and then the Democrats and the rhinos, and then there's us. We are Tennessee's largest and only conservative news alternative. I need your help if we're going to keep doing this. If you want us to keep going, send your checks to Tennessee Conservative, 1523 East 27th Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee, 37404. And any words of encouragement you might have. Or you can go to tennesseeconservativenews.com slash support. If you give any amount, we will send you this brand new Stop Feeding the Rhinos bumper sticker. How you like that? We'll also send you a proud Tennessee conservative bumper sticker if you give any amount. We will send you this directory of your state reps and state senators so you can contact them as they work to further the agenda of the left-leaning corporations that fund their accounts. And if you give $50 or more, or if you give a $10 recurring donation monthly or more, we will send you this Stop Feeding the Rhinos Tumblr. This is a brand new one. This is actually made from the horn of a rhinoceros. We just cut the top off, hollowed it out, put a lid on it. Uh, now, don't drink from it too much because you'll start thinking like a woke uh, country club Republican, and you, you, may not, you may not even be able to get through this before you run off uh, to, to get your 15,000th booster. I'm just joking. This thing, this thing wards off uh, evil rhino spirits, and uh, you can uh, take it with you when you go to meet your legislators up in uh, Nashville so they can make no mistake as to where you stand. We also have this proud Tennessee conservative koozie that we will send you and my heartfelt appreciation. Guys, um, we're usually pretty good as Christian conservatives about supporting our church, but I'm telling you what, we're rather cheap, uh, altogether too cheap, when it comes to setting aside budgets of time and money to support conservative causes, publications, and um, and candidates, we've got to get we've got to put our wallet where our mouth is. We really do, uh, and it is a sad situation that all these grassroots groups that are doing good work are so poorly funded. While the left leaning corporate mob uh, is, is just awash in money from all directions, and one reason that we can't convince our candidates that are actually uh, conservative or Republicans. Uh, up in office is because they get on pack welfare from these left-leaning corporations. Guys, I've been doing this almost it'll be three years this October. We lost $3,000 last year. <laughs> I got the, the paperwork back, and uh, I'm, I am at this point, I've put somewhere between probably one hundred and fifty-three dollars and $203,000. I don't really like to think about it in this publication. So if I can spend my freaking time away from my money-making job to do this crap— and if you, uh, and if I can spend my money and Mrs. Lewis's money, and if I ask you for fifty dollars, a hundred, or a thousand, I don't want to hear anything about it. I just want you to send it to Tennessee Conservative, fifteen twenty three East twenty seventh Street, Chattanooga, Tennessee three seven four zero four, TennesseeConservativeNews.com slash support because we truly do bring you stories no other news outlet does. Really important, life changing stuff that we will run articles and talk about that I don't see anywhere else, even if I shop it to the other media outlets. It's amazing. I need your help. All right, guys, next story. Bill to require immigration status check of potential voters clears another hurdle in the Tennessee House. The House Local Government Committee has passed a bill that would require all potential voters to be checked for immigration status. House Bill 835, sponsored by Representative Brian Ritchie. Send that man an email and say thank you. He is doing a hell of a job. Brian, thank you. Seeks to require the coordinator of elections to compare the statewide voter registration database with those of other relevant state agencies and county records when compiling information to distribute to the county elections commissions for the purpose of purging voters who have moved. The bill also requires the coordinator of election to compare the statewide voter registration database with the Department of Safety database to ensure non-U.S. citizens are not registered to vote. It passed unanimously with a voice vote, with only the Democrats asking to be recorded as no because Democrats want illegal aliens voting in elections. 
Due to the voice vote, it is unclear how the remainder of the committee members voted, but it is of interest that Republican Representative John Crawford, who previously voted to let Democrats vote in Republican primaries, I don't know why he wouldn't want illegal immigrants to, maybe somebody should call John and ask him, and Tim Rudd, which is curious to me, who I thought would have probably been supporting this, our members of the local government committee previously voted against the measure when it was considered in the House Election and Campaign Finance Committee. The bill is headed to the House Finance Ways and Means Committee to be heard next week. Also, the companion bill 137 in the Senate will be heard in the Senate Finance Ways and Means Committee. Good rhino test here. We'll see who fails it and who passes it. Next story. Legislation to ban implicit bias training for Tennessee teachers stalls out in committee. Legislation that would have prohibited Tennessee schools from requiring teachers to complete or participate in implicit bias training was placed behind the budget. In the House committee this week, House Bill 158, brought by Representative Jason Zachary, uh, Zachary rather, defined uh, implicit bias training as a training or other educational program designed to expose an individual to the biases that are presumed the individual has, whether consciously, subconsciously, in a parallel universe, in a wormhole, in a black hole, or unintentionally that predisposes, or in a previous life, uh, the individual to be unfairly prejudiced. Imagine how awesome it would be if you got to train people on something that could not be quantified, identified, that was assumed that they needed, and that no one, no matter what they said, could possibly refute it otherwise. This is like witchcraft or something. This is gobbledygook nonsense. State educators, local education agency employees, and those employed by public institutions of higher education would have been given the choice to opt out of this training and would have been further protected from adverse licensure and employment actions taken as a result of refusing to participate. Zachary said in 2021, Knox County educators were required to attend implicit bias training, and uh, within that specific training, they were told if they were white male, they were an oppressor, and if they were part of the Southern Baptist denomination, they were a part of a denomination that was steeped in slavery and racism. What would it have cost to allow white folks to preserve their dignity and not be exposed to a bunch of cult marks BS? $93,000, or $94,300 rather, I'm sorry. Ain't got hey, we can't do that. We got to give money to the Titans Stadium. We got to give two billion to Ford. We got to give two billion to the Titans. We got to give another several million to a hamburger company from out of town. We got corporate welfare to dole out. We can't let this 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 stuff petty any stuff get in the way of that corporate welfare. Amazing. It's just I don't. And there's old Representative Gary Hicks. Boy. He's the guy that gaveled down the bill that would have stopped Communist China from buying land in Tennessee without even letting it have a vote. Representative Gary Hicks. Hell, he might be a member of the Chinese Communist Party. Judging by the looks of him, I don't know. <sighs> bill requiring parental consent. This is the good news segment. It's the good news segment, people. We're trying to have one. It ain't like I'm not looking for good news. Bill requiring parental consent for vaccination passes in House Committee and on Senate floor. The legislation, titled the Mature Minor Doctrine Clarification Act, counteracts Tennessee's Mature Minor Doctrine, which allows minors to make their own medical decisions without informing their parents so long as the child is deemed mature by the physician. So the government do whatever they want to to your kids because the government's the mom and the dad, not you. And the government will deal with the repercussions, health repercussions, 
I'm sure they will be there, should there be any, and that they'll take care of everything. During a House committee meeting, Representative uh, John Reagan explained House Bill 1380 was a clarification of the mature minor doctrine, which he said has been misinterpreted and, shall we say, abused somewhat. Reagan went on to state that in passing this bill, uh, they would give parents back their rights to make medical decisions for their children. HB 1380 was then put to a voice vote and unanimously passed out of committee. It'll be heard on the House floor next week. Uh, Senate Bill 1111, uh, sponsored by Senator Janice Bowling, was heard on the Senate floor. The legislation would prohibit state agencies like the Department of Children's Services from providing vaccines to children in state custody without parental permission. However, this would only apply to cases where parental rights have not been terminated. According to Senator Bowling, the mature minor doctrine was actually meant to be used in a court of law. This bill was passed uh, in the Senate by 21 to 6 vote with only one Republican voting against it, and that is good old Senator Dr. Richard Briggs. Oh, you can count on him. Forced vaccinations, forced masking, uh, anything the corporate medical lobbies want. Backtrack and try to undo uh, Tennessee's abortion prevention measures. Good old Senator Briggs. Buddy, if you got him as a senator, you got a rough one. He needs to go. All right, guys. That's it. You have heard it all. Listen, if you've made it to the end here, and if I have failed to say, I will be speaking. What am I doing this weekend? Okay? If you are around the Nashville area, come see me uh, tomorrow. That's Saturday, April 15th, 9.30 a.m. I'm speaking at the um, Tennessee Republican Assembly meeting, 9.30 a.m. It's in Nashville. It is at, I can't remember where it's at, but it will be in the show notes here somewhere, wherever you get this, podcasts, etc. Go ahead and look for it. It's on social media. You can type in Tennessee Republican Assembly on the uh, Tennessee Conservative News website in the little search bar, and it will pull up all the event details. Tennessee Republican Assembly, go to go to our website. So I'm excited about that. On the way back, I'm going to stop at the Wilson County Fairgrounds and try to look and see uh, what the inside of the building that we have rented looks like for the Tennessee Freedom Summit, which will be July 21st and 22nd. First day will be a candidate training. Second day will be um, fun and frivolity and fellowship. So do put that uh, third annual Tennessee Freedom Summit event on your calendar. And then I'm going to go to a low country boil at my friend Ben's house. And hopefully, if the weather is good, lay poolside for a few minutes and relax and drink a cold beverage. Sunday, we're going to get up, go to church, and then we're going to have lunch with some family friends. And maybe I can do some uh, choring around the Lewis household. I've got some stuff I need to clean up, and I need to get ready for my camping trip that I've got coming up in a few weeks. And during the move, everything got all a who in the camper, and I've got to straighten it all out. It has been a weird week in Tennessee politics. And it does not reflect well on the leadership. But the thing is, in many ways, it doesn't reflect well on the leadership for all the wrong reasons. It is so simple to run for office, make promises, and then deliver on those promises. But these guys get up in Nashville, and the corporate money comes in, and they wine them and dine them, and it's so top-heavy up there that you know nobody breaks wind in any house without McNally or Cameron Sexton you know stopping by their office and giving them a nod of approval. They just got to hold it in. 
And so this is what you see when all your money comes from left-leaning corporations and all the influence and people are up there to uh, aggrandize themselves, uh, to uh, financially benefit themselves through lobbying or going on to peddle influence. You can't do the business of the people if you're not up there to do the business in the first place. That's what we got a lot of. And so I need you to be engaged. I need you to be active. I need you to contribute. Because if we don't, we're not going to have anywhere left to run. This is the last bastion. Guys, I love you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your donations. Thank you for your checks. Thank you for your letters and emails and social media messages of encouragement. It is tough in this David and Goliath fight, and I'm a, I'm, I'm a little guy. We go up against big, big people. You talk about speaking to, from truth to power, and you are you're the rocks in my sling, and I need you. To, I need you to be there, and I need the backup. So thank you for all that you do. I uh, hope to see you uh, this weekend or somewhere around uh, speaking face to face. If not, uh, do drop us a line, uh, Brandon at TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Love you, mean it. Take care. I'll see you next week.